Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Go on, frillers. Uh, I don't okay. know. I said uh, fellers. Uh, that's a new thing for me. Cellar door. Fe- uh, fellers. Uh, I don't know. Like sometimes I say things and I'm like, I've never said that before in my life, and I'm suddenly saying it like this you is a regular part of my vernacular. Yeah, yes, Bonnie, that's called a verbal tick. <laughs> it's called ecolalia. <laughs> I do it all the time. Uh, which I just I have like always. Making a K sound. Ooh, it K makes, sounds are hilarious. It, it that's feels a known good fact. To do. Yes, that's why the Kardashians are. You know, they did their Armenian magic on the world with their K sounds. Sometimes I just like saying the word juke to myself. Juke. As in to move suddenly to one side. Ah. Used in football. Yeah, and other things, yeah. I've I've always channeled all my ecolalia into, like, theater warm-ups. So uh, I'm also really into ba-ba-ba sounds. Uh, You know, that's just something I did a lot as a kid where it was like, shut the fuck up, Jen, shut the fuck up. And then I discovered theater, and I could pretend like I was just, like, super committed to uh, these warm-ups. Oh man, and I love to learn tongue twisters as a kid. I fucking loved it. And when I realized there was like a ceiling to tongue twisters, also for me specifically, if you haven't noticed, listeners, uh, I have a sibilant S. It's not quite a full lisp, but it's almost there. Is um, that the thing that is commonly done in the gay accent that we call a lisp, but isn't actually a lisp? You're right. Yeah, Marlo, it's just my gay accent. No, yeah, no, so. I was not saying it was your gay accent. I was saying, is it a Why can't is it, it that be? thing? What's I mean, wrong with be, Bunny being gay? It 100% could be her Are you gay saying, accent. are you doing a hate crime right but now on saying, gay Bunny? Is it the same thing that they say, oh, that's not actually a lisp because the tongue doesn't go fully be, uh, before the teeth or whatever? It's also what they oh, say uh, for yeah, gays. Oh, yeah, I think technically, okay, no, Marla had a fair thing. We were yeah, just being Jesus jackasses. But I'm, guess I'm just, what? It's Scorpio season, baby. We're mean. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just following up on. You Did know, you things. use your sibilant S for the Scorpio? Scorpio season. I, you know what? You know what? I, look, I'll tell you a secret. I find my sibilant S quite charming. Uh, (laughs) I can try very hard to do it 
or not do it. Uh, but it's ugh, it's very difficult for me as compared to other ways I can manipulate my voice. So that's the one consistent thing. I can do different voices, um, but I still always have that. I can do low, and I can do Dylan. <laughs> And then I can also well, do you can John also, Darnell, which is a cross between low and Dylan. Well, you can also do, you can Jewish your voice up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but that's just anti-Semitic. That's not like a talent. <laughs> Wait, did you say Wait, Italian? Wait, I feel like saying it's not a talent is anti-Semitic. Oh, I thought, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I was just saying their culture is not my costume, so. Oh, okay. okay. Wait, well, so I thought you said... My Whose culture can be a costume, though, guys? I think that's what we should... All right. I, You know, you knew well, you my thesis do, before I... You can also uh, Italianify your voice, too. How many Marlos does it take to change a light bulb? One to call the landlord and one to continue to bother the landlord to change my dang light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Marlo's light went out in his uh, bathroom. Can we isolate it, okay. Marlo saying dang, please? Dang. Dang. <laughs> dang. 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 My dang light bulb. I love it. I want it on my soundboard. He says it every like, day. A screw that it's adorable. had the head come off. So it's a whole thing. I'd need pliers. I don't have pliers. You know, this is the... We um, should fake a fall trying to fix it and pin it. I like the fact that you now have kind of a colonial time where you have to get like a, a match or a, a lantern to go into the bathroom. But yeah, this is the general degradation of the millennial male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we can all agree. Well, masculinity yeah, I can't is under count on any dudes to fix shit, man. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, whenever, we, whenever no. I will say, uh, on one serious note, when a girlfriend of mine is with or dating somebody, uh, a dude is in a het relationship, and that dude can fix a bunch of shit and like whatever, I'm like amazed by it. Chivalry is alive. Long live chivalry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not chivalry, just like really the. What you want is some archetype of a of a dude who just has these skills. They're 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 nothing to him. They're just so easy. It's like second nature to him, it, but they're so useful to you. The docile, the sweet lady who who needs something. But uh, I was I not raised to like call on men for this stuff. I was raised to like look it up and do it myself. So like I marvel at it because I'm like you could this you could the, do this. This is the the relationship that my parents are in. I think possibly Marlo's parents. Uh, no, my mom is also plenty capable. Well, my mom is not, and then all my women are dad... capable. I want to be clear about this. Even the ones. <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> no, I'll just, defend Steve's gonna... mom. Uh, okay, if we're comparing moms, uh, and like they look, my mom could kick both of your mom's asses. <laughs> Probably true. It's absolutely true. My mom's uh, a complete hard yeah, ass. No, so sure, absolutely. So uh, yeah. not not that she wouldn't want to. She'd cry uh, about you know, like it at some point. But quite good mechanically and at all that bullshit. Uh, and I don't understand any of it. I have a myth that if I just like you know bought some tools, I'd be able to figure it out. 
But did you, know, you never have know. a tool? Like I was really into. They had this toy uh, in, in the uh, no 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 where it was like a mini woodworking uh, oh, thing. I, do I got that. it and I was obsessed with it. Uh, so which is just adds to this series of just yeah, I, just I uh, shit, random things I I super wanted. Like it was did like you, a tiny little jigsaw you and you had little tiny did pieces you enjoy of plywood it? and oh my god it was so fucking cool. Did, it, did, did you enjoy it? Did you about. just enjoy it because it had tiny things in that? I was do part love of tiny things. Autism. As I sorry off air, I did talk about my love of tiny things, whether it's in candies or miniatures of any form uh, a really detailed dollhouse situation uh, I don't care about like oh, yeah, no, dolls but oh my god good I want do- you got tiny way. little books oh my god yeah no that's like Lester Freeman from like The Wire I don't oh. understand either one of you no no How? I don't give a shit about no I don't understand shit. I how, just give a shit about artistry, the artisanal. Sure, whatever. I just yeah. don't understand how there's not like how people are not having the same intangible delight I have at yeah, things. Yeah, I know. Tiny. I feel the same way when people just don't like droning ambient music that goes on for hours, and people are no, like, "This uh, is boring but, and weird." But no, I, I appreciate. I appreciate like the shoes and the gazing. Adam. Like I can appreciate the artistry. I can appreciate even if I don't give a shit. Like you know. I can appreciate a man like sitting down with his foot pedals and like you know like just grinding at like uh, making things distorted. And stuff. Oh, you that's know, right. We appreciate. You know what I've been doing lately? I've been using a soldering iron on my guitar. Hell yeah! Wait, no, what no, does no, that do? Um, well, are it, you circuit bending, Stephen? Are you bending circuits? Well, no, explain it to me. Okay, it sounds like- see like it acts as a slide on, uh-huh. on the strings and then I use an electric bow to play it as I'm sliding the soldering oh, iron shit, up and down. Oh, that's some West Claypool shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, and it has this like piercing kind of and you bet, and you, you use the soldering iron to, to kind of like play it up and down, up and down. Yep, I I enjoy, I I find peace in these. Yeah, it's all artisanry. It's all uh, using your What was the word you said off air? Tactile hobbies. Yeah, tactile. Yeah, so Marlo and I, full disclosure. from the drudge of our careerist attitudes. I was, yes, I was saying uh, somebody. Miyazaki shit. Okay, it's a series of events I feel like I need to clear up. I probably don't, but sorry, guys. This is how my brain works. Uh, Marlo's into candy. Uh, I wouldn't that say makes... I'm into candy. Okay, no, the specific <laughs> kinds of candy that are uh, that are like Artisans. artisan candy that's made in an old timey way that has tiny little pictures of things and it's really cool. Um, so he got some and then he showed me a video on YouTube and then I was like, holy shit, I'm super into this. Yeah, no, Bunny did end up watching like six hours of those I, videos. I had I, I, I was went like, time oh, yeah, blind. I want to show you one of these videos. I went completely time by. See, this is like... (laughs) Marlo always thinks he's like imposing on me. I do. Because I impose on people. And and like, there might be a situation where I'm like 
polite or whatever, but like most of the time I like, if something is like not interesting to me, I'm like, I can't even, I just can't do anything about it. But then sometimes I like hook into it and I was uh, way, way down. I was looking up, where can I do this kind of candy making? Anyway. Yeah, no, I saw these videos and I like mail ordered some fucking candy with little pandas on it. Cause that shit's fucking, fucking so cool, man. A man used his hands Sponsor to make us. <laughs> Sponsor us, tiny candy people. Yeah. Um, no, a dude used his hands to make that shit. No, I yeah secure, I yeah, and yeah, I'm very I, into. I'm, I'm just going full Heidegger. So anyway, and one of my I, I will admit some of my special interests are uh, like or it, this is adjacent to other special interests like I have in tiny things, but also like Being I'm really time. into decorative cakes Design. and like art that is edible is is like a very weird interest of mine that uh like excites me there is a site called cake Rex. have you guys ever uh, come across that cake racks <laughs> that sounds dirty i wish pop, it yeah. was just like hot chicks sitting on cakes but no it's a oh, wait, professional have, are you aware of uh cake farts uh, yes all yeah, right yeah, whatever yeah. No, no, uh, cake racks actually sounds more like cake Racks, do not besmirch it. Uh, it is like professional cakes gone, gone just wrong or wonky or whatever. And it is right. one of the most absurdly funny things I've ever, like in my entire internet career. It's one of my go-tos uh, from back in the day. Because one, there's like people who ask for ridiculous things from like their local bakery, uh, like their you know, giant supermarket bakery and uh, they don't turn out well. And I don't know why, but I find it very funny. Uh, so these things all cross over. And now I want not only to pull candy, but to get an authentic egg cream. Oh, yeah. And also after that, I'm going to develop my own recipe for an egg cream. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, because I've. You know, I've got... Yeah, she, Bunny has the apartheid uh, I have the apartheid soda, soda uh, machine. Somehow I'm going to... This is how I'm going to make it right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to sell egg creams and donate all the money to Palestine. <laughs> yeah. There's a Palestinian restaurant, and we'll just go there with it. <laughs> <laughs> Pingo Kami Sluts does lib shit for fun. <laughs> We'll take our proceeds and uh, just go to the Palestinian restaurant I passed by the other day. It is support, yeah. if you think about well, I it. I mean, I'll definitely, I mean, Palestinian food's good. I'll it is good. I mean, it's probably, I, I did, I walked by this place, food. I looked at the menu, it looked really good. Yeah, I'm um, sure it's great. It's got cucumbers and shit. But I'd love to pretend any purchase is for a higher purpose. <laughs> Absolutely. Funny, every purchase is for a higher purpose. That's the name of this episode. Every purchase is for a higher purpose. Faith is a fact. <laughs> faith is a... Faith is a fact. Faith is a fallacy. No, faith is a... Are you trying to remember what the original yes, line that... Yes, I he says faith is a fact dude. is stupid, and then he goes, faith is a... George Sr. had said faith is a fact. Unfortunately, it was in the Caged Wisdom blooper bonus footage. Faith is a fact. No, faith is a facet. Roman said faith is a fact. <laughs> In other satanic news, you have to explain oh, yeah, to yeah. me. Okay, what's all this stuff? That's yeah, what's the. We've got satanic panic and then 2021. Explain what Brendan means. Yeah, Wrong so uh, we've got a new I satanic panic, guys, but this time 
with hip hop kind of. Um, so satanic panic. So there was a uh, mass casualty event at Which Travis. I have big thoughts on, but yeah, at, at Travis Scott's Astro World concert in Houston. Now, of course, mundanely, uh, several contributing factors to this tragedy that, you know, very, it's capitalism. They cut corners and uh, et cetera. But the hot thing is to say that they were doing a demonic ritual during this concert and the people who died were actually a human sacrifice. And what's fun is that this is coming from like a lot of like, uh, not your typical just evangelical Christian bent. They haven't been on that shit in a exactly. while. Exactly. This is like oh, uh, they have. woo-woo people. They have. They, 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 go in, they go in like news cycles, like little... I mean, I think really... Boots? The pro- what's I, it? I think what's the problem the little, is really... Little, oh, little Nas X. Little Nas X. He, he was, was like the last a lap dance and then uh, fucking snaps his neck. I I didn't. You didn't watch it? Well, it's a great video. I loved it. Uh, I love Lil Nas X. He's got a he's amazing a nice, sense of nice humor. Man. He's a but nice he's, boy. But really, he is the, the funniest fucking. But dude, really, the satanic but... part was the blood in the shoes. That's what I remember. Right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, you know what I and mean? He's like, what? So. Here like, we have well, this situation where with... making fun of the things gets incorporated into participating in the satanic ritual. I mean, like, it's the whole like lack of a meta narrative thing. I mean, it, it's as much like a thing where like I love Lucy used to get ninety percent of the market share on TV. And now the top-rated show gets, you know, whatever, under 20% or, or whatever the fuck it is. And, you know, and it's like CSI Miami and you forgot that was even on the air. You know, like, there's no one satanic panic for Christians that they can even decide to latch on to because a new one just keeps coming through. Well, that's what I'm saying is yeah, that it, it's a news cycle right. that... That hasn't really changed since the 80s. I was agreeing with you in adding the word postmodern. Yeah, it's the postmodern condition of satanic yeah. panic that really popped off in the 80s and now is just every perpetual like cultural signifier of change is now a new satanic or panic. Or, or, or tragedy. Or tragedy. Or, or tragedy that like... You know, as I mean, my thoughts on it as I like, you know, vaguely heard about it was just, uh, oh, yeah, that's happened a few times, some of which involve bands I like, and it should never happen. And when it happens, it's because people tried to save money, and uh, that sucks. Well, and I just, I, for me, I just love how horny people are for like the grandiose stories where I'm like, you're not even particularly interested in like, let's get the bad guys where they are. Like, no, you want a fucking horny story to masturbate to because the truth in real life that evil is boring. It's very boring and mundane and it's just like the same five horrible things like in different 
combinations. There's one horrible thing we, in, we, in many different masks. We know ways to handle large crowds so people don't die. And We also know the risk of you, gathering people. It doesn't take uh, evoking an ancient demonic ritual to fuck up crowd control. Yeah, like, the, the crowd crush scenarios have happened well, this, all the time. I want to point out that this reminded me of the similar tragedy of yeah. the uh, building collapsing, which had a similar reason for the disaster, which was that there was a system of like institutional support that had eroded where people were cutting corners and trying to save money. And then in one instance, a bunch of people got crushed under a wave of people. And then the other instance, a building collapsed on a bunch of people. And it all happened in Florida. Both events happened in Florida. You know. Well, you mentioned the GNR show to me. Well, that that was the other thing I was going to say oh, yeah. is GNR did the Chad Guns thing. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Do you know about St. Louis Riot in 91? I mean, I, I know tangentially of it. But. Well... Axl Rose was in the middle of Rocket Queen and he was looking out into the middle and he's like, tongue like a razor. The Ta- most riotous. Of well, he's songs. singing about cunnilingus. Tongue like a razor, a sweet switchblade knife. You cool. can make you baby. I'll do whatever you like or something like that. <laughs> and then he... Of all of these lyrics. We don't want blades near our clits. What the fuck, yeah, man? It's, Who and f- then in the studio version of this song... FGM he, in that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. Chinese democracy. In the studio version of this song, he fucks the drummer's girlfriend while the drummer was out of the room and they recorded it and put it on the album which the drummer heard the first time he heard the album and was like, that That's sounds honestly. like, why, that sounds like why my Why are you girlfriend. making me facilitate the emotional abuse of your friend group, Axel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, why? honestly, I just got to say, Norway ain't got nothing on that shit. No. <laughs> Fuck you, Burzum. Yeah. You fucking pussy. Well, okay. You hate motherfuckers. <laughs> So St. Louis Riot, he's singing this song about Cunnilingus, and then he spies somebody with a with a camera out there, and it's ninety one, and he's like, "Hey, hey, you, hey, you, security, security, take this person's camera," and he's like, "Fuck it," and he jumps in to the pit, he jumps into the people and starts beating the guy and bashes the camera over his head. He gets back on stage and goes, thanks for the lame security. And he throws the microphone on the ground and says, good night, and walks off. After that happened, the entire place started burning shit and like three people died, being trampled as they were like in fire code. Arguably, this might have a less systemic proximate cause. (laughs) However... (laughs) <laughs> that of <laughs> but, bootleg, but. bootlegging concerts as a systemic cause that uh, was stealing from the artists. Like, but what I'm saying is that in the early '90s, it was a fear of artists to have their music stolen that was not copyrighted. Not the Grateful Dead, and yet uh, there was a Grateful Dead show 
uh, in, I believe, the late 80s, possibly early 90s, uh, in which there was a point where they were being warned, you shouldn't go forward with the show, the weather's looking bad, they went forward anyway, lightning struck, five people died. You know, I mean, yeah, these things do happen, and it's terrible every time, and it should not happen. And also, as I immediately thought, uh, like, this happens almost annually in Europe. Like, they have these fucking EDM shit, like, summer festivals called, like, Star Watch Festival, Belgium, and, yeah. like, uh, just 20 people die. It's the Uns Uns Festival. Yeah, it's the Uns Uns Festival, and, like, they just are like, well, we only need one water station for every 200,000 people. And, uh, yeah. But that is a satanic sacrifice to the midsummer gods, actually. That's how they do yeah, it. Yeah, you know who was doing the sacrifice? Live Nation was yes. doing it. Yeah, and at the They're end like, of the day... We will cut the stuff. And, like, at the end of the day, the like, count. yeah, that's mostly who it, who's at fault. Like, you know, and you can blame the artist, and, yeah, the artist should get some of the blame. It's terrible, and you should feel bad about it. Will the artist get more of the blame because they're the person whose name is attached to it? Yes, but also groupies aren't lining up to fuck the Live Nation CEO. So, Lord giveth and Lord taketh away. But, yeah, no. Very true. Uh, but, yeah, apparently there's a general New Agey satanic panic about it. Yeah, the New Agey, like, it is very irritating because it's like almost a trend among amongst the woo-woo people. Like, uh, I mean, and there's a lot to be said of the sort of, like, New Age to right wing kind of pipeline that's manifested in the past few years. But yes, it's certainly a part of it where it's so irritating to me because I'm like, how dare you like want to, you know, explore your intuitive abilities to like do this fucking lame shit. <laughs> they were calling on the devil with using uh, like this painting that's scary. Well, in, in many ways so it can annoying. be thought of as Western mysticism catching up to the rest, because when you look at the sort of mysticism movements in other religious movements, you have Kabbalah, which directly led to the Hasidic Jews, and you have uh, Sufism, which you have various Sufi orders who were kind of defenders of ultra-Orthodoxy for a very long time, and the whole like marriage of mystical movements with kind of a left-wing or at least not conservative thing uh, often tends to be a Western idea. I think that's fair. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I think that's fair. Uh, so uh, you see this particular thing uh, a lot lately with people who seem they were just in like the mainstream yoga-ish community or like yoga vegan kind of thing. And uh, I feel like the Western like new age movement has had a very special relationship with a very particular brand of entrepreneurial capitalism. Yes. That has very much colored it since the late seventies and 
also bled into it's almost like it's not like oh you form a cult to make money it's like you make money and then you decide to make a cult around it yeah oh my gosh i'm like gonna be like super out of my depth here uh in many ways but i does need to explain brendan to us later so no no no. that that's (laughs) coming next but on this particular note like because there's also like this the question of like is doing yoga like appropriative or whatever uh but like yoga was largely brought to the united states by people coming from the culture in which it and also came. there's a whole uh npr or some podcast about the like, yes. weird hindu yes. uh, connection so and then the, but then there's the other thing is that like a lot of the people who made a uh, name for themselves coming to the west and establishing um schools of yoga uh are uh particularly um, either we're like, yeah, I'm going to do capitalism real hardcore (laughs) with this veneer uh, or similar um, hard, you know, or sort of obscuring more hardline beliefs. Uh, And it's just, it's very interesting. Well, Um, that's one of my favorite things is the intersection of mystical, and we've talked about the mystical, spiritual kind of tension but one of my understandings is that capitalism requires a level of mysticism in order to justify itself. That we have to have a mystical, like what you said before about how it has to be more than itself in order for you to really believe in the system because it is so soul crushing, because it is so, and and even like looking for jobs is you have to be somebody who you're not or a mystical version of yourself in order to sell yourself. Like the product itself, either if the product is a person or if the product is a thing that you're buying, it has to be endowed with a certain level of purpose or a certain level of readiness or a certain level of superhumanness that no person can by themselves be. But that has to solve a problem that ultimately can't be solved by that one thing. And that requires making like a leap of faith that this thing that I'm consuming is worth more than it is or this job that I'm working at is changing the world. Well, and that is uh, often how it turns up in my experience in the American wellness sort of industry community is um, doing this sort of uh, rationalizing where you create stories where everything you do somehow is service-based. Sometimes very like, sort of uh, grotesquely like where it's like I made a lot of money so I bought this luxury car but me buying the luxury car like employed all the people who helped make the luxury car and you know both at the factory and who designed it and la la like that's the sort of like meditative visualization some people are doing in this space is not questioning like how their actions affect... I mean, that's the fair trade label. I mean, that's Tom's fucking shoes or whatever the fuck, Yeah, you know? well, uh, don't diss Tom's shoes. Somebody I, I grew up with works for them and they got mad at me once. Tom's shoes. 
I will I made piss fun off of it. someone closer in my life than you by Jesus, dissing Tom's okay. shoes. My oh. mom went on a giving trip is what I'm referring to. Oh. <laughs> my mom, yeah, my mom went to fucking Peru and sized up like kindergartners. Yeah. Sized them up. Yeah, for shoes. I didn't know that. Oh, you did not know that? No. no she, yeah, she always loved Tom's shoes. Uh, no, I, I'm referencing Tom's shoes from a place of deep knowledge and long conversations about Tom's shoes. Uh, so, yeah. My grandmother was a Tom's shoes. I'll have you know. Uh, yeah, no, my mom totally went but, on a giving. But trip yeah, I mean, that Tom's. has more to do with, I feel like, ethical capitalism or the belief in this human. Like, we are going to take into consideration right. well, every step of the that way. To, I b- bought a Ferrari and that employed a bunch of people. Yeah, at the yeah. Ferrari Which factory. I think is different than the mysticism that I'm trying to get I across. Mean, uh, my go to connection with that has always been well, I mean, just I, I feel like selling indulgences and similar such things are a uh, fine practice we should bring back. Well, yeah, 100%. Like, by the way, I will pray for your grandmother's soul if you pay me. I will absolutely light a candle. Or turn a candle on. Yeah, there, there's always been a certain commodification even before we became, as Marx says, a commodity-producing society. There has always been a commodification element to some well, faith. How am I what I'm describing when I just said that different than like commodity fetishism? Because it, I, I wasn't saying commodity fetishism. I was saying a commodification yeah. of certain intangibles that are you know ideologically fed to us in a way that you can buy them is kind of what I was. So, anyways, this de- series of deaths happened. Yeah, by. A- a crushing wave of people. Fuck you, Travis Barker. Travis Scott. <laughs> no, it's Travis Scott. I was making a goddamn joke, and also I do regularly confuse them, but this time I was making a joke. Yeah, when well, you wait, texted wait, wait. that to me, I was very confused, because I know Travis Barker they also are both in the news. with uh, Kardashian. Well, Travis Barker's with Kourtney Kardashian, and tra- Travis Scott, Which is with all- who, whom Astroworld is involved, is uh, with Kylie Jenner. Which is also seemingly in the cabal. Yes, like well, that all plays well, into yeah, it I mean, because as since the Kardashian slash Jenners started their ascent, and Kamal Atatürk tried to stop them. Yeah, so as they started their ascent. Uh, They've been prime targets for, like... Uh, I mean, people have been horny for the idea that, like, certain stripes of rich celebrities are, you know, secretly evil fucking lizard people, etc. And the Kardashians, uh, since they've become known, have been, like, a really... Oh, I mean, it's the anti-Freemason party of today. Like, we just, back then, they didn't have celebrity cultures because they were stupid simpletons. Yeah, they didn't have anything fucking cool, man. The Japanese were yeah, well like, ahead pamphlets. Of us. That was the best thing that happened out of Japan. Like, just making their royal family not have power but just still exist is they got to just invent celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. 
they're still doing the best at. Yeah, no, the Japanese are they're years ahead of us, but uh, they were even more ahead of us back in the day. Anyway, so Stephen, who's Carly Brandon Jebson or whatever the fuck? Let's go, Brandon. Bum, I don't bum, know what bum, that bum, means. Bum. Let's go, Brandon. I, have, I bum, don't care. Bum. Bum, bum, bum. All right. So the story is or October 3rd, October 4th. I don't know the date. Fuck you. Whoever's fact checking me are 50 listeners. There so, are dozens. of There this. are dozens of people fact checking the date. Brandon Brown. <laughs> Not enough to send us an email about it. Brandon Brown, he won a NASCAR race okay. and he was getting uh, interviewed. I was about to ask, like, is Bra- who is Brandon? Brandon Brown? Brown is a NASCAR racer. He uh-huh. was he won a NASCAR race in Talladega or whatever, and yeah, he was getting he, interviewed. He won the Talladega Nights. Okay, you know, listeners, we are aware of the culture of Middle America, and so this NASCAR race man was the Florida ra- Panhandle, Middle America, and the people he, he was racing the 500 Daytonas in the Talladega Nights, <laughs> and he was getting interviewed by a lady, and people in the back were going. Fuck Joe Biden. Bump, 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 bump. Fuck Joe Biden. And it was like a cacophonous din. And the woman that was interviewing him looked at him and goes, Oh, that's nice. They're saying, Let's go, Brandon. I, okay, I can actually see how that's a little funny. <laughs> it, it. I mean, I guess, I guess, sure. And now. Since that interview... Yeah, no, I mean, okay, you know what? Like, now that I've, it's been explained to me, it's like, okay, yes, that is a valid incident to make a meme off of, sure. Well, it's now being commodified in every walk of conservative life. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and what I, mean, I wanted like, to talk yes. what I wanted to talk about was that it, it gets to what we have talked about in, before, about Protestantism. And as the only militant atheist on this podcast, I need to describe this in terms of how the Protestant mind works by coming up with these secret little codes. And we've been talking about secret little codes all night long about what is and what is not Satan. Secret little codes might be a good episode, man. And this is the perfect example of like something I noticed in my upbringing as a Protestant child is that these Protestant people had this like veneer of people call it Midwestern nice or repressed rage of all the things that they hate. And so they have to give it these like, Oh dang or fudge, you know, they have to censor themselves so that they can go into their minds and say the naughty parts when nobody's around because saying the naughty parts out loud had this like low classness about it. I remember being told as a child that if I cursed that like you would be like the neighborhood kids who were Greek Orthodox who cursed, (laughs) who cursed in their own language and nobody could say shit to them. And so, oh man, people hate that. (laughs) It's like the number one reason to be bilingual in America is how much it bothers people. Well, they cursed in English too, and my family was not having it. They were like, they are low-class people. You don't want to be like them. You may play hockey with them. 
You may want to curse, but you don't curse. And so you just come up with these little codes that allow you to curse whenever you want to. And, you know, Let's Go Brandon is the perfect Trumpian conservative. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, so. Version. Of, and, and My white side, as I call it, uh, my grandmother um, had the uh, phrase full of soup. Uh, yeah. that we always associated with her. Uh, that is my Protestant uh, background that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's this like milk toast kind of like we are cultured. I mean, Midwe- we can To me, Midwestern nice really means that you have like a little like gossip circle of women who talk about all the people who got abortions together when they're not in the room but you can't say that they had abortions you're like oh she went to the doctor the other week we all know what that's about it's hilarious that you think that anyone would have knowledge of abortions to this degree even Uh, amongst people who feel comfortable talking about them Midwesterners are not like us that's my point it's not I'm not talking about and they're all in sewing circles while they're doing it we're getting perms like it's the 1950s. Yeah, it's the Midwesterners. It's it's a different universe. It's my favorite my favorite thing about my what I associate with the Midwestern is my grandmother in curls. Yeah, did no, you no, guys my, my, did you guys have grandparents yes, yes, in curls? My, the, the exact same full of soup grandmother. Yeah, no, I I know what a Protestant. What do you mean in curls? They got their hair in the plastic thing. Yeah, was a thing. The the. They were Why like would you think curls. that's a Protestant thing, you fucking I, idiot? I didn't like, say it was I, a Protestant I, thing. I, I said know, it was a Midwestern I, nice I, I, thing. No, I just. I did, and I'll where, where'd that even? I didn't say it was a Protestant thing. I said my grandmother was like the closest thing to a Midwestern nice, and she always Which had. Which also means Protestant. Well, she yeah. said with a. She talked with a don't you know kind of. Yes, Catholics don't talk like that. They curse all the yeah, time, yeah. and then they... And are... they do big hand motions, and their hair just grows like that naturally. <laughs> Why does this piss you off? Well, because particularly uh, getting things incorrect about, like, beauty and history is, like, immensely irritating to me on a, yeah. like, uh, very disproportionate level, see, I understand. See, this, um, this I, is why I've been we can't often be in a conversation, overly sarcastic with, on this because somebody has an, an annoying amount of information about a selective thing. Mostly well, it's I'm the Marlo. one who's on the podcast. Mostly so, like, I'm not saying. Yeah, you're we have to. Me as Bunny cancels you, Stephen. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Uh, no, I have. Uh, speaking from my experience as like a woman, I'm particularly interested in beauty and history, and as like a it's woman. a it's a very particular <laughs> um, interest of mine that I like know a lot about. So I've been in conversations a lot of time with men often who will make a wild assumption to me from my perspective knowing like the 
actual brass tacks of the matter where and then it, everyone just lets it fly and I'm like that's incorrect no that's like completely wrong you have a completely incorrect perspective on this moment in history because you have made a bizarre assumption so I'm sorry if I uh, projected that a little bit onto that all moment. I was interested in <laughs> was well, we were doing all of that shit and you should have but I'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> yeah well no and I would say curlers in particular are not um, yeah no confined to if any, anything, there's a whole scene from Goodfellas that directly undermines this entire premise that me and Steve... There call, is call a split. Them. There is a split, I will say, in beauty shop culture that is class and racially based where upper class white women, typically waspy, Bunny were encouraged to no longer one, seek out like uh, the kind of like weekly maintenance that their foremothers had gone, but also not do things themselves. So like, and that's where you see, you do see a huge split in uh, white and black hairdressing, uh, the industry and like the products and All right, I made a mistake of making fun of my grandma for her hair curlers, I should no, have said. I, you I haven't sh- made a mistake. I should have. I should have said. Cancel you. I should have said she really likes making three D. I'm uh, going to make a big jigsaw puzzle. Stephen with duct tape over his she, mouth. She makes three D jigsaw puzzles that, of monuments that are actually, around. By I, I mean Matt. Make that and make that. She <laughs> also has things called calendars. Oh, that's great. I love that so much. <laughs> and yeah, uh, no, your grandmother is like my grandmother, except my grandmother... Uh, calendars, because she worked... She was on a dairy farm. Yeah, my grandmother's family landed in, like, a cult commune that happened to be run by the Methodist Church in New Jersey, and uh, that's how her family came here. Anyways, this is uh, where Let's Go Brandon comes from. Uh, okay, I know that now. Now you know, let's go, Brandon, is code word for fuck, fuck Joe, Joe yeah, Biden. Yeah, yeah, okay, like... I kind of love it. I mean, I, I, it's less cringe than a lot of things. Drumpf. Yes, it's far... You know what is it's more... far less cringe than that. It you know is, what's more cringe, an, though? It was an organic thing that literally did happen. It's like, it was not written in a fucking writer's room. It actually did happen. And it's the people's. It's the people's meme. I mean, it's a thing that happened that, like, what, is that not going to become code word for fuck Joe Biden? Like, obviously. Well, okay, what is cringe is the lib side on the other side of it saying, hashtag, thank you, Brandon. Oh, that's um, the dumbest fucking thing I ever <laughs> fucking heard. I had to... Really suppress a lot of terrible epithets, and I feel like many groups. And I feel like that attitude (laughs) to to explain my distaste for yeah, that attitude's directly related to Chris Pratt somehow. Uh, (laughs) Chris Pratt, as as the celebrity figure he occupies, and the show Parks and Rec. In retrospect, is like this horrible saccharine. I am being voiced by Chris Perez. Anyway, yeah, Garfield, Mario, and Marlo, all voiced by Chris Pratt. He's been Chris Pratt the whole time. Chris you know Pratt. what? Ma- Chris Marlo, Pratt is on our Marlo podcast. Marlo is kind of Mario and Garfield, right? 
I mean, if feel you like mean fat and hairy. No, I mean like sure, I part guess. Italian Thanks. and <laughs> likes lasagna and hates Monday. <laughs> you know, in, okay, so one of my favorite, don't you like lasagna? Yeah, I mean, yes. Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't. Well, yeah, but that's because you've been cursed by God. Yeah, I've been <laughs> oh. cursed by. But yeah, no, like, okay, I will just say one of my favorite uh, early, back before I even had a Game Boy, back in the. Like, Whoa, this is far back. Yeah, very early 90s when my parents first got a PC and didn't want me, like, rotting my brain with the videos. I had Mario's Missing DX uh, for DOS. And that was a remake of the NES game Mary is Missing, which was kind of a uh, early adventure game edutainment on geography and history. Anyway, they remade it for the DOS. And uh, the real premise of the story is the opening cut scene uh, has Mario going into one of Bowser's traps that was baited by lasagna. It is the first and only time that it's been established that Mario likes lasagna never mentioned before and the makers of this version because it wasn't Nintendo who actually developed it they just got the license just like assumed it was self-explanatory that as an Italian um, <laughs> Bowser could set up a like net oh it's uh, there at lasagna like Bowser I know uh, I'm on this mission but Bowser had is that the a taste of lasagna? I'm going to get the pussy, but I can't resist the lasagna. In the middle of it, and uh, Mario walked in. <laughs> I'm so- that game actually, that game was wild. I'm and- sorry, Peach, I couldn't get to you fast enough. Well, no, I was eating. No, okay, so the premise, the premise of Mario's Missing DX. I don't know if it's different than Mario's Missing because I never actually played that one. But the premise of that one was it takes place on, like, normal Earth, and uh, Bowser has a castle in the middle of Antarctica, and his plan is to steal uh, monuments from across the world, Carmen Sandiego style. Hell yeah. Sell them to buy hair dryers that he will then use to melt Antarctica and flood the world. It's the, like, they're in normal Earth. He's climate change. Yeah, so they're in normal Earth. That's not explained. Uh, his goal is to, like, flood the world, which is not a thing, like, Bowser ever seemed concerned with. And, like, yeah, and he's just doing a Carmen San Diego thing. And, like, the whole game is, like, you walk around a city and then, like, you get, like, a Koopa with one of the monuments. And then you go to the place that has the monument and you're like, I have this monument. And they're like, well, we don't believe that you're telling the, the truth. If you really had the monument, you could answer these trivia questions. And uh, that's basically the premise of the game. But it's cool as shit. Like, it, like, it was actually a very cool game. I don't know how we got on this, but, like, Marion's Missing DX for DOS... That shit fucking. Well, up. you're Chris Pratt, and so Chris Pratt oh, just. Oh yes, yes. Chris Pratt okay, that's just. Fair. Chris that's Pratt fair. just explained to us his inspiration yeah. for what he brought to playing Mario. <laughs> um, yeah, if I was to be cast as Mario in anything, I would very much study his character from Mario's Missing DX. <laughs> All right, you heard it here. Oh, we couldn't get uh, climate change uh, because I had the lasagna. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember the Golden Gate Bridge one, and they're like, 
yo, it's called the Golden Gate Bridge, but you know what color it really is? And you say orange, and they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, so it was like a panel of Q&A? Well, yeah, well, it was like, well, you had this whole, like, video phone system, and you could also, like, call taxis to drive you around the town. Because you started out in this, like, palace, and then there was, like, a series of five doors, and there was one of the Koopa kids from uh, SMW guarding, no, SMB3 guarding the exit. And uh, you, each of the doors led to a different city where Bowser, like, fucked shit up. And uh, you had to solve the problem in each of the doors. And then when you did all that, you'd be given a fire flower, and then you could pick up the fire flower, and you threw a fireball at the uh, Bowser kid, and then you'd go upstairs to the next level and repeat the process. It was the basic structure of the game. All right. Yeah, anyway, this has been Marlo's in-depth explanation of Take that, Chris Pratt, who I want to mention was in the news because people perceived a post he made as sub-posting his disabled first child. Oh, yeah. Okay, actually, yeah, good, do that. Yeah. Let's let that So, uh, Chris Pratt is currently married to Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Wait, uh, he's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, his daughter with Maria Shriver. Okay. And um, it's this post and it's like she's looking at him like adoringly and he's looking at the camera. It's a photo and the caption is like get you someone who looks at you like this and it's like this very gushing account but it specifically says she gave me a healthy daughter and his child his son with his first wife Anna Ferris uh is disabled and people were like what the Fuck, and then um, put Anna Faris, of course, in Uh, the awesome position of receiving tons (laughs) of support. Uh, You know, oh, so sorry, your ex. So sorry, your ex is like fucking sub posting your son. (laughs) Like, but I uh, I will say, for the record, I always find it creepy to describe someone as the mother of your whatever. Yeah, well, like, uh, or gave you, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just like, like I mean, whatever. Uh, I mean, also, you gave For the it, dude to say it. I feel like, yeah, bitches, you, you can gave, say whatever you want. You had a baby. Yeah, She's in your <laughs> corner. Yeah, fine, fine. Like, if you're a woman, there's been enough sexism, you can do that shit, I guess. But, like... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> generally, I, I mean... That's the trade-off. If you love the person, maybe describe them that way rather than your relationship to some, like, biological thing that happened. Yeah, just seems weird. Yeah, treat them like a person. Yeah, like, like I this person has traits that I like. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. They're not uh, I just find it weird. But, uh, yeah, he probably didn't mean to diss his fucking uh, fucked up kid, but, like... Well, yeah, he he probably didn't, but he is, like, uh, this sort of, like... Um, yeah, he's a weird Christian. Super Christian, and... God cursed him with a child that had three eyes. Like, he seems... Honestly, like a pretty okay person that probably in a different, more just time, like wouldn't be put through this ringer because he happens to go to a certain church that's a little weird, but like also it doesn't fucking affect you. But also he's rich, so who gives a shit? Like, I I mean, like, whatever. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't care about him either way. So what did we learn? Capitalism. Uh, I is... what, let's go, Brandon means. Yeah, Brandon. Brendan. Brendan. <laughs> Brendan. What do you think Brendan. of the let's go? You didn't know the let's go Brandon either. I, you know what? I don't like it because it's like a fucking lame people's idea of like something that is almost funny. You know, like, like I feel like the original thing that happened, that's very funny. But then to like be like, I don't know. I think it's interesting well, as all of culture. I think it. Well, I think it's all of like the. Yeah, unconscious, and sometimes I like it, and this time I don't I, like, I like it that the. Much. I like it as a uh, an unconscious of this societal force because. Joe Biden, by the way, uh, nobody likes him. That's that's something that's just coming. Yeah, he's I mean, farting like, up everywhere and falling he's, asleep. He's pooping. I mean, who the fuck likes him? He's pooping. Camilla, uh, wait, Camilla, it? Camilla, Camilla, Camilla Jayapal? Parker Bowles uh, can't stop talking about his farting. That's what I saw. That's the headline I saw recently. Yeah, and and I believed it. I didn't. I did not investigate he, any further. He pooped in the Vatican. Oh yeah, he pooped his pants in the Vatican. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, as an Irishman, like <laughs> to have both the future queen consort of England making fun of your GI tract, but it's because of what you did in the Vatican. You disrespected the Vatican. No, like, but no, 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 no. It's two. Queen. It's two different things. Yeah. One still, one like, thing was the possibly diaper pooping and smelling up the place in front of the Pope. Right. And then the other one is farting for a really long and squishy time. Which you could in chalk front. up to fucking Republican patriotism, except he also did it in the Vatican, so now you have to question that. That's my problem. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. No one fucking likes him. Like, if he did more weird Irish shit, I might like him. If he like, if he did just like say like, you know what? Um, we're moving our embassy to Edinburgh because we don't recognize oh, yeah, do the a, Queen in London. Do it. Do a reverse uh, Israel. Yeah, just but, to, have a- but to the UK. Like, just like, <laughs> just like move the U.S. embassy out of England. <laughs> just move it to Edinburgh and um, just like say. Like, like, yeah, we don't recognize uh, the queen the, as the head of state of the United Kingdom, and we call it the United Republic <laughs> now. Like, I, I don't know, like, something cool like that. Like, if you just, like, you know, just, like, rename one street after Jerry Adams, and, like, you could get me on board. Like, more than I would thought I would have been for Joe Biden, uh, at the very least. Like, if you just but, got, but like, now you're super just, Irish. Now you're just at the regular amount of well, not I mean, liking I'm Joe exactly Biden. Well, exactly where I thought I'd be with Joe Biden, which is I don't fucking give a shit about Joe Biden, and I hate everything he does, and also I don't look up anything he does because I don't give a shit, and I'd hate it if I looked it up. Except for the Afghanistan pullout. Yeah, whatever. Um, that was fun. <laughs> that was a, yeah, that, that was, was a good. Shit. That was a fun I liked, time. Yeah, I liked when all those people died. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, the people dying out of the airplane, off of the airplane. Nobody uh, likes Kamala, certainly. Oh yeah, she's yeah. Not, well, that's uh, the other thing. Is people are like, like, "Where is she? Why she don't she don't talk to nobody?" I mean, like, yeah. So Joe Biden made that like one-term pledge, which like I. 
barely know that fact. I, I think I've been told that. I don't think I've ever actually. I don't heard think it. he's gonna follow through with it too. Yeah, but no, I'm starting to think it's like he really needs to. <laughs> like, yeah. Holy well, I was shit. Like, it's just the worst fucking administration in terms of anyone giving a shit. And like we said that about Trump. Like, who the fuck is going to? Storm the Capitol and get shot for Joe Biden. Like, no, like, nobody. He's the Kerensky. Yeah, he's no, he's like, the Karen, He's the provisional government. No one is standing up for you, dude. You got no shooters, man. Like fuck. Like he got no shooters, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody likes him. Nobody cares enough to find out what he's done for him because he hasn't done shit for you. And. They don't put him on camera because he's bad on camera. They don't put Kamala on camera because she's bad on camera. They only have, like, press secretaries who argue once a day that nobody cares about. Like, his time was the 1980s when he was one of, like, a million fucking racist Democrats who all lost because the Republicans stole racism from them. Do you know anybody that likes Joe Biden? Anybody? I know one person. My my dad historically likes Joe Biden. Tia. Um, because my dad is a real sucker for the whole blue collary signaling. Signaling, yeah. Yeah, and he he's he uh, he likes it. But I I we haven't talked much lately. My dad was just like he went to see the Rolling Stones somewhere recently. Uh, he's fucking doing his like, old yeah, man my shit. My parents don't like Joe Biden, but like voted for him because like what the fuck better should they expect and like fuck me for expecting any better. I was raised by liberals. They don't fucking like Joe Biden. I, I think. My family's the super ego of, well, if you don't like Joe Biden, then you must like Trump. The constant, like... I mean, my parents would be there if they didn't have me fucking annoying them. But, like, but like, if we're being honest, it's like every sentence they say with Joe Biden explains why they don't actually like Joe Biden. So, I don't know what they're... I mean... He might they liked Obama. He might. I, I mean, and Obama was incompetent, and well, not incompetent. He was impotent. Yeah, like I mean, I'm not defending. Like my parents liked Obama. They like Clinton. They don't fucking like Biden. Like they will vote for Biden regardless of what happens, but they don't fucking like the guy. If they were to do a little Chinese fire drill, who would they? Oh, my, parents, my parents would, would love. My parents like Bernie. My parents would love if Bernie was the president. My parents. Yeah, but they're not gonna put Bernie in. They're well, the, no. I mean, if, if oh, it's oh, coming oh, down, oh, I, if I'm it's sorry, if I thought the you were D- asking about my parents, if the DNC does a does a Chinese fire drill oh, and and oh. takes out. I mean, I think I think the internal politics of it say it has to be Kamala. But nobody Kamala. likes. Nobody likes her even more. She's right. at 28%. No, but I think that doesn't matter. I think that's who it is. No, that's like my point. I don't I'm not defending it. I think that's just the facts. And yet again, the Democrats will be very sad at the tragedy that has befallen them. Like Danny. who the fuck else? like there's no I, one else that Well, somebody suggested swap Kamala out for Stacey Abrams. 
No one, Stacey There's Abrams. There's no fucking entire, way they're doing that shit. Yeah, that's never going to happen. Stacey Abrams only fucking exists because she's never actually had a fucking job in her life. Whoa. Like, Whoa. I mean, Whoa. I mean, uh, like, she went on Oprah. Like, no one actually likes Stacey. If Kamala Harris had the. She wrote, she, she if Kamala books. Harris had the good sense to stay home and not win an election, everyone would like her as much as Stacey Abrams. She had the fucking dumb idea to actually, like, win something for once in her life, and everyone fucking hates her because she sucks. But, like, we don't notice that with Stacey Abrams because she's literally not ever done anything. I will say she is more charismatic as a speaker than Kamala. And that might be that might be the only difference. Like Kamala, every time she goes on the news is like I mean, Kamala Harris has you don't get to be a fucking DA of of Los Angeles and not be able to explain something to a crowd. Like, I mean, not to defend lawyers. I've noticed this uh, with her, though, that it does seem like it makes a big difference if it's scripted or not. Yeah. In a similar way to, like, a lot of. Oh, yeah, because Kamala's taking acting classes, and you see it come through when she's, like, obviously rehearsed her line reading of certain things. When she's like, Joe Biden, I was that little girl. That was that very and that girl little was, girl, that little girl was me. Was me. Yeah, I mean it's the scripted lines really. She can pull well, okay, it off. So here's here's the credit that I will give to my parents when when they announced the VP. Um, one of my parents' friends was over and saying liberal. I mean, you know, the joke was over. Yeah. And um, so like she was just saying like. Oh, wow, it's so amazing that, like, after that at the debate, like, Kamala could, like, forgive Joe Biden. The little little narrative. Come over to his side. And, like, she's saying this to my mom, and my mom, like, just goes, are you fucking stupid? Like, I will give my parents enough credit to say that they don't do that incredibly, like, they don't fall for that incredibly stupid cringe liberal shit that like my mom's like yeah no it was a cynical thing because she wanted to be vice president and also i still view trump as an existential threat and also i will always try and make there not to be a republican president and those are the driving points of my politics and they have been for x number of decades and they're not going to fucking change now but yeah, I know that's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's there are people that buy into the theater of it, and there are people that don't, and people that realize that all these people are just all friends behind closed doors and that they go on stage and make a show about it, or they go in the committees and make a show about it, and they have to get their bumpers and they have to get their newspaper headings and... It's the theater of politics that drives politics more than the policy, certainly. But Stacey Abrams does seem like she's better. I I would be. I mean, other than the fact that the VP role also will continue to test the skills that Stacey Abrams has proven herself at, which is to not do a goddamn thing. Like, I do have to hand it to her. As someone who loves not doing anything... Yeah, she's really good at not doing anything. Everyone loves how fucking good she is at 
never actually substantively ever doing anything ever. She stopped fascism. Like, God damn, she's the best at never actually doing anything. I think Stacey Abrams might just have become my favorite person. See, I mean, there's... Yeah, no, like, holy shit, she stopped fascism by not doing anything. Well, there you go. That's why she could be the oh, next VP. Oh, she did the registered to vote or whatever, which I'm sure was also as far as, like, things that don't do things. The bourgeois liberal kind of, like, No, I platitudes. mean, as far as, like, things that don't do things, I'm going to give credit to probably Probably Atlanta DSA probably did more to uh, make people registered to vote than Stacey Abrams. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, like, goddamn, like, I am so jealous. Of Mar- in the time you went to the bathroom, Bunny. I uh, convinced myself that I love Stacey Marlo's on Team Stacey. Well, no, because I did have the thing recently where I'm just like, you know, I really feel bad for Kristen Cinema. That like, I don't know why my mom hates Kristen Cinema. Like, like it's like the thing where like my mom's just my barometer for shit. And like, we, we've established that. I don't know why my mom hates Kristen Cinema. Where it's like she has exactly the same politics as Stacey Abrams. Like. You love Stacey Abrams. You 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 absolutely love Stacey Abrams. I'll never talk you out of that. Kristen Cinema has the same politics as her, and my mom hates Kristen Cinema. Confuses me. But like God bless Stacey Abrams. She has made not doing things in art. Uh, Stacey Abrams isn't taking cutesy pictures with Mitt Romney. Yeah, and, I mean, again, you know, like, again it's, and Stacey it, Abrams, like need I remind you, do. was writing romance novels. And talking about how Ayn Rand is her favorite fucking author. Did you say that? I didn't. Yeah, she literally did. That's a That's Stacey. Funny. You can Google that. Stacey Abrams said that? Stacey Abrams has praised the works of Ayn Rand. That is a Googleable thing. She went all Ryan on that shit? Like, Stacey Abrams is a conservative person. Yeah. Like, she's, like, I, when I say she has the same politics as Kristen Cinema, I mean, she might be slightly to the right of Kristen Cinema. Like, yeah, no, and it's like... Uh, and, like, every excuse, oh, she's in Georgia. It's like, well, yeah, Kristen Cinema's Kristen, in uh, Arizona. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, she did say, she didn't say Ayn Rand, but she did say Atlas Shrugged was... Of her three favorite books, she listed it number one. Oh, God, it's a terrible Marla's book. Stacy, God damn, I have not read her romance yeah, novels. No, now I'm like, Abrams. oh, wolf, dude. Yeah, no, because consider Yikes. the... What, okay, so remove the politics of Ayn Rand from Ayn Rand. Bad, what, still. No, no, just... But what Whoa. is the literary criticism of Ayn Rand is the way she handles romance. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, right? Like, so, yeah. No, Stacey Abrams is an insane person. Oh, no. Um, Did Stacey like, Abrams just, like, uh, like I feel like that one quote. The fact that she's an insane person. Well, uh, one, thing, mom, one thing. From my not doing anything. One thing I found out about Kirsten Cinema is that she is an ex-Mormon. She, oh. she was a Mormon. She was raised as a Mormon, and she that track. She, uh, she strayed from the path and became an atheist, bisexual. So she is the ultimate like Mitt Romney fantasy girl. Right. Yeah. No. Like, and that's a whole thing because. 
yeah, the general, like, Mormon upbringing of, like, go get them, like, extend yourself hyper-capitalism can hold up with if you'd like to like pussy. Like, I mean, can hold up if you're not going to comport with the church regardless of what happens. So, yeah, that's where Chris, yeah, Kirsten Cinema comes from. Yeah, is. like, I mean... And what I is... I, I assume Stacey Abrams... I mean, I don't know. She's, uh, she's from Georgia. Like, I, I don't know. She's from Georgia. She's a Democrat. And she's super conservative. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, she's a conservative woman. She wouldn't have been in contention for the governorship of Georgia if she wasn't kind of conservative. And you don't need to ask me that. Stacey Abrams supporters say that as a defense of Stacey Abrams. Like, yeah, she's a very conservative person. And if she was in a position where some form of legislation that my mom was convinced she had to care about was in the hands of Stacey Abrams... And my mom would probably fucking hate Stacey Abrams. And the Mormon thing makes sense because the Mormons lied to cinema and said, like, oh, you need to, like, do things. Not be bisexual. No, I mean, well, that too. They lied to her that way. But, like, they also lied to her in saying, like, the way to get people to like you is to, like, work hard uh, versus just lose at everything and not do a goddamn thing. (laughs) And then everyone just fucking loves you. I fucking hate <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember we watched the 2017 rebuttal of the State of the Union. It was like Trump's first big State of the Union, and Stacey Abrams did the response in every sentence was horrible entrepreneurial bullshit. Yeah, I don't even remember. I mean, it's just like she she lost everything. Oh, well, it was like voter fraud. And it's like, yeah, no, that's true because of the policies she supports. The only reason that fucking certain capital groups are able to capture the electoral system in the South and deny Stacey Abrams a seat is a necessary conclusion of her fucking politics. So Stacey Abrams lost her own goddamn election. Fuck her. Wow. Well, that's, that's a good uh, high note. We going to talk about Stacey Abrams, but holy shit. I'm again. glad I brought her up. Uh, well, so again, Joe Biden, have, Stacey like Abrams. On, uh, so yeah, sure. Joe Biden, okay. Stacey Abrams, 2024. A, okay, I hate her, but she's an inspiration to me. She proves every fucking myth about working hard and having success pay off by showing that if you just never actually do a goddamn thing, that's your best chance. Because when people find out about you, they'll hate you. So just keep yourself deep inside. Bury it. Bury it fucking down like Stacey Abrams does. Never show yourself or else if they learn about you, they'll hate you. And that's my message to our listeners. <laughs> because if they do, they'll hate you especially like Kristen Cinema. Especially the children. They will they will hate you like they hate Kristen Cinema. Kristen Cinema never did anything wrong. She was just Stacey Abrams who tried who who won. 
who tried to achieve, who put herself out there, and they hate her for it because they learned who she was. That's right, listeners. Marlo is defending white women. Inside you, there are two wolves. There is Stacey Abrams and Kristen Sinema. And he's defending the white one, guys. Yeah, because they're the same wolf, but one wolf... Um, uh, one? Yeah, there's a white wolf, there's a black wolf. Oh, God. One's no, Georgia, stop, one's stop, Arizona. stop. No, no. <laughs> right. One likes Ayn Rand. I feel like we're... The other also likes Ayn Rand. I, I for one, officially only condone the describing of white people as animals. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is free Kristen cinema. I, I feel like it. she d- did do some things that are worthy of criticism, but I wasn't coming here to talk about. Oh, I mean, she absolutely did. No, I wasn't saying that, but yeah, no. Anyway, the point is, I could change her, and uh, good night. What that was, Finko Comic Sluts. <laughs> good night. <laughs>